This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Hallelujah. And uh, we're going to continue in the same vein as last Wednesday. How many of you were here and heard that? It's quite a few of you, not all. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about faith. And, uh, you know, we'll see how, how uh, deep we get here because we have a tremendous amount of notes. But, uh, you know, the Holy Ghost knows exactly what we need for now, right? He's the master teacher, and, uh, and we're going to lean on him tonight to uh, lead and guide us into some things that we need. Hallelujah. And he is also able to, you know, never under, underestimate your teacher. You know, I'm not him. The Holy Ghost is. And he speaks your language. Did you know that? You, you might say, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to understand. Well, uh, he's able to get past that. So I would just shut my mouth and say, yes, I can get it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I can get it because he is able to get it across to me. I might not have gotten straight A's in class, but I can sure get this because he's a much better teacher than any of the other ones I've been exposed to this far. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So let's just uh, pray uh, real quick and we'll get into our message. Father, we love you. Hallelujah. We consider it an honor and a privilege, Father. Hallelujah. To gather around your word, eternal things. Hallelujah. And learn, Father, hallelujah, how you function. And Father, how you have made us to function in this earth, Father God. We thank you for your word. We are forever grateful, Father, that you put this word together and gave it to us, Father God, so we can live our lives thereby. And so, Father, we recognize that the Holy Spirit, he is the teacher and he is the guide. And we recognize him tonight as such. And, Father, I yield myself to him and I ask, Father, for that unction, Father, that comes straight from you, Father, because you know exactly what everybody needs tonight. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we've been talking about faith. And we talked about some, some, some things that faith is not, you know, faith is not uh, a panic button. <laughs> I thought I, I actually got that out of a book. I thought that was pretty cool because a lot of people is like, oh, man, I need faith for this. Well, it's, it's, faith is not a panic button. It's rather the way that God made for us to live. Hallelujah. It's a way of living. It's a way of thinking, speaking, and responding. And it's the only way to deal successfully with everything that you would encounter in life is by faith. And God said it this way in Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. He says, for in it, talking about the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith. So there we have it. We're supposed to live by faith. Faith in God. Hallelujah. And he said uh, from faith to faith. So we can also get out of that that this is a progressive thing. Did you know that you, you could have walked with the Lord for 70 years and you can learn some new things every day? Did you know that? You know, he is infinitely huge, big. He knows Everything and, and actually it says in Ephesians chapter 2 that it's going to take the ages to come. That sounds like a long time, doesn't it? The ages to come for him to show you how good he has been to you in Christ Jesus or how kind he has been to you in Christ Jesus in what Jesus did for you. It's going to take some time for you to see how grand of a thing he did for you when Jesus paid for all of your sins, made you righteous and holy and actually joined you to a holy God. It's going to take some time 
to see all these things. But you know what? We can start down here, can't we? Hallelujah. And it says, you know, in the Word it says, by faith we overcome. So we should, we should be very interested in learning about this life of faith, shouldn't we? And so, you know, yes, if you've been in our, in our classes on Sunday mornings in the deep class, I, 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 I run through a ton of stuff in like 30 minutes. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go through over some of the same things. If you haven't heard them, it will do you well. If you have heard them, it will probably do you well to hear it again. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. So we found out also last time when we were together that faith is the only way to please God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and they must believe that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You know, I was reminded of this as I was preparing. Uh, this was, I can't remember. I've been just studying about faith for a while now and so. But Oral Roberts, you know, he had this saying. He said, I believe something good is going to happen to me today. We should wake up every morning. I believe something good is going to happen to me today. Because if you live by faith, and you know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. If you diligently seek Him and you live for Him, you should expect something good to come to you every day. And it should put a smile on your face and an expectation in your heart. And then God is going to be able to start to do some great things in your life because you are expecting Him to do so. Can I get an amen? You're quiet this far. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna work on that. Hallelujah. So faith is the hand that receives all that grace has given or all that we were given when Jesus died for us and rose again. The inheritance that is ours because we are children of God, all of that is accessed by faith. And Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2 brings that very clearly across to us. It says, Romans 5 Verse 1, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access, say access, by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So we have access by this thing called faith. Hallelujah. And faith comes from hearing from God. I was reminded here a while back, I'm going to find it here because it's, it's not in my notes, but Pastor Mike was preaching, and he was preaching out of Colossians chapter 1, and I'm going to find Colossians chapter 1 here. And uh, I'm going to start reading here with uh, verse 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Colossians 1, 12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. He has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. We've changed kingdoms, haven't we? When we received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Verse 14, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. So we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness. Of sins. Back to verse 12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. He qualified us by the blood of Jesus <laughs> to be partakers. And I was sitting here or there or somewhere as he was uh, speaking about this and it jumped out to me. He has qualified you to partake, but he will never make you. 
That was the Holy Ghost. He was helping me. He said, he has qualified you by the blood of Jesus, but he will not make you partake of anything. Because he left that up to us. It's the same as he paid for every person on the face of the earth to be saved. But not everybody is. Not even the ones that have heard the good news about the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have heard the good news that he died for them and rose again so they could be free. But he won't make you. Because he gave you a free will. And he will never, ever, ever override that. So praise the Lord. That's just, just a bonus from Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. So, so what, is, what, is, what is this thing called faith? Well, Hebrews chapter 11, and that whole chapter is about faith. We call it like the hall of faith, hall of fame, you know, of those that have walked before us and done great things for God by faith. And so in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know, Bible hope is a confident expectation. Hallelujah. It's not what we say, well, it's like, I hope this will happen. No, it's a confident expectation. The evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. And Hebrews, the same verse in the Young's literal tra translation says, And faith is of things hoped for a confidence, of matters not seen, a conviction. So it's a confidence or a conviction of things that you haven't seen yet. Well, things that God has said that you haven't seen yet. Because faith originates with God speaking to you. You cannot have faith outside of him speaking directly to you. Either through his word or by an inward witness. Or he can, he can, you know, he can get it across to you uh, many different ways. So, F.F. Bosworth, he has had this, this, this saying. He says, faith begins where the will of God is known. And that's why it's so important to get in the Word, in the Scriptures. That's why it's important to come to church and hear about what God has done for you so that you can, part, so you can, you can get to know it so you can start to have faith. Because you can't have faith for something you do not know exists. Hallelujah. It says it would be very difficult to be fully persuaded of a blessing you're not sure God is offering. Hallelujah. I don't feel worthy to receive God's best. But what will fix that? The Word of God. Because the Word of God says that you are worthy. That He made you worthy by the blood of Jesus. Because if we went by how we felt, you wouldn't even feel saved some mornings. You know, you get up and you're just like, oh, you know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it, oh, thank God it's morning. Or is it, oh, God, it's morning. You know, it's... it's <laughs> You know, it's some, some days you won't even feel like you're saved. You won't feel like you're blessed. You won't feel like you're worthy. The only thing that can change that is the truth of the Word of God. Our feelings are strong. And most people on this planet are moved by what they see and what they feel. Walking by faith is not the norm, even for the Christian. We're going to change that, aren't we? Hallelujah. We're going to change that for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we talked about doubt <clears throat> here in, uh, last time in James chapter 1. And it says in James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. 
But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So, to recognize, you know, we want to recognize it. We want to see it, don't we? If, we? if we are not in faith in an area. And if you want to find an area, you know, if you want to fix that, you need to first see that it's there. And if you see instability, if you're wavering back and forth, Say if you've prayed for a loved one and you haven't seen any results yet. <laughs> and it's, it's looking you in the face. And it's not looking like it's changing. Oh, well, I think maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just not working for whatever reason. You know, if we start to question, we're not in faith. And let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. So I have seen this many times. I remember one time I was in, in Panama in the jungle and I was preaching to, to this little uh, church <clears throat> in, in a village. And I was just, you know, I was preparing. I was doing my best and I was, I was studying. I was praying for the meeting and I was just like, we're going to have a Holy Ghost meeting. And I had a view in my head what that was going to look like. And so I was preaching on the glory of God. <laughs> and the only thing I saw, well, I saw was one lady on the front there. She was feeding her baby on the front pew. And then we saw, well, they're sitting like this. And then just one lady back in the corner, you know, she was just kind of just getting with it on something. At least one person's getting it, you know. And I was just preaching my heart out. And then we had, like, I think it was one person that was healed just sitting in the service listening. And I was like, I was disappointed. And then we left. And I was just, and I was just like, Lord. I was believing you for a Holy Ghost meeting. And guess what his response was? He said, are you saying that my word is not working? Because I was basing in what I could see on the outside. What I can see. What it sounds like. What it feels like. Well, that's not faith. And if, we're, if, if we want to be effective in life, we need to stay in faith. Like Brother Hagin said, keep the switch of faith turned on. And don't be moved by what it looks like, but rather move the seen by the unseen. But what God told you. Because if God quickens a word to you on the inside, it is the eternal one talking to you. And he's very serious. And his word, if you will receive it as it is straight from him, <laughs> things will start to change. Praise the Lord. So faith comes by hearing. Let me go to Romans chapter 10. And we're going to get into this a little more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's helping us. Praise the Lord. He's going to help us to get this. And I'm making this hard for the guys on the camera. Just walking around like it. Can you get me in here? I used to be a cameraman, so I know. <laughs> they had a guy when I was running camera at, at Raymond. He was just, he, he would get to preaching uh, and he would run. Just to, and then he would just stop and go the other way. And she's like, where'd he go? You know, so I'm nothing like that. Consider yourself blessed. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 10 and verse uh, 13 says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good, good, glad tidings of good things. 
But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For I say, I say, saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. So we can see that the word of God is very important in this whole endeavor of ours to get faith, right? Right? Okay, I'm just checking, making sure you're awake. And, but you know, there's different ways of hearing. It is not just enough to, 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 to be in a place to, to hear the word. It's how do you receive the word? And that's a key to how much you're going to get out of it. Because you can sit in an anointed, <laughs> you can sit in an anointed service. I was, I was in Bible school in 1993. I was doing my first year at Rama, and I had instructors like Keith Moore, and I had instructors like Kenneth E. Hagen, the senior, uh, who had at least eight visions of the Lord, talked to the Lord in person at least eight times that he told us about, and maybe more. And still, after I was done with Bible school, it didn't take me long until I was out in the wind and, and living for the devil. Well, it is possible to listen to anointed word, be there, and not get a whole lot. Did you know that? Okay, so uh, let's go to 1 Thessalonians. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No, let's go to 2 Thessalonians first. How about that? Throw your curveball here. 2 Thessalonians. And verse 3. One, chapter 1, verse 3. It says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other so we can see that these Thessalonians their faith was growing exceedingly wouldn't it be fun to know why wouldn't that be fun to know and also you can see here that it's possible that your faith can grow exceedingly and it can start growing exceedingly right now you can have been in a law for years but you can change that right now let's go to first Thessalonians it's just like on the other page in my Bible. First uh, Thessalonians 2.13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Hallelujah. So they, they, they received the word as it was God speaking to them personally and it was effectively working in them. And we can see the result in the second letter that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians that their faith was growing exceedingly. So if you honor the word, if you honor it as it is God speaking to you, if you put it up here, you honor it above everything else, guess what? Your faith is going to grow. Your faith is going to grow exceedingly. Let me go to the end here. Look at all this. Praise the Lord. Because God, he doesn't cast his pearl before swine. Those that will not recognize, because swine does not recognize a pearl for, to have any value to them. But we don't have to be that way. No, we can be the ones. I was just thanking the Lord on the way here that he has called me to preach the gospel. What an honor and a privilege it is to be able to dig into the word of God, treasure, hallelujah, eternal things that will help and set people free. You can either praise God 
for what he's called you to do, or you can find something to complain about and stop the flow of God in your life. I've done that too. Yeah, and he, he, and he rebuked me. He yelled in my face through another preacher, don't limit God, because I'd been complaining. Well, I've done this, I've done that, I've given it all up for you. You know what? You are whining and complaining will never move God. If God was moved by needs, there wouldn't be anybody starving in Africa. He's moved by faith and he will move over a million people to get to one person that will believe him and his word. He's not pleased with needs. He's not pleased with people being tormented. He's not pleased with what the devil has been able to do since the fall. But he won't, he won't change his word because somebody is complaining. The only thing you will, will, will pull to yourself when you're complaining is the devil because he will accommodate you and he'll give you more to complain about. And he will have you dig a hole that is so deep that you seem to not be able to get out of it. So anyhow, be thankful. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's actually a key to receive more from God. If you will develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving, hallelujah, you will set yourself up for the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's not how this world thinks. Because they're all entitled to something. Praise the Lord. And they complain until, oh, somebody needs to help me. Somebody needs to help me. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. I leave got two spots out of that one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So God puts faith in you by words. You know, you heard... So in Romans chapter 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's what happened when you heard about Jesus. Remember when you received him? You heard the message, the good news, hallelujah, of good things had come to your house. And you received what, what, what the message was. And you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you were saved. You know, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, I'm just going to read it to you here. It's, it shows this. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works that anyone should boast, for you are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So by grace you've been saved through faith. We heard the message, we believed the message, and it produced in us eternal life. Hallelujah. So, he, let me see, I'm going to have to jump over some things here because of time's sake. Praise the Lord. But he puts things in you by words. Hallelujah. And in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, let's just go there. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And so he put that in you the day you were born again. And then he says, now you develop it. Now you develop it. God is big on stewardship. And he said, you develop it. Your faith can grow. And the only way that it's going to grow is through the word of God. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, Jesus 
He says, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. So we live by this word. You know, the word, it'll, if you would just, that's one of the reasons why we did this here, you know, to have you read one chapter a day, Monday through Friday, is for the big reason that faith will make your faith, uh, the word will make your faith grow. And, and Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So actually, we live by this word. We get fed by this word. And you might not necessarily notice it one way or the other right away. But if you don't feed yourself on the word of God, your faith will grow weaker and weaker and weaker. But if you do feed yourself on the word of God, it'll grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And some of you think, oh, well, I've heard this before. Yeah, and you need to hear it again. Because obviously, we need to get it. Because the thing is that, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, I heard, you know. And, and you know, Brother Hagen, he would teach on, on faith, you know, and in his crusades in the mornings, he would go over the same thing again and again. And again and again. Because we have this tendency to leak and forget. And so we need to be reminded of the basics. So we're going we're gonna to get into more of this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we see Paul talking about this, this same concept here. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able Hallelujah. For you are still carnal, flesh ruled. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So that neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. You know, he's, you know, Paul said in Thessalonians, your faith grows exceedingly. Because you received the word, you received the food, and you grew thereby. Hallelujah. And so in, in 1 uh, Timothy chapter 4, I'm just going to read this because it brings about the same thing. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith. And of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. So the word will nourish you. It will strengthen you. Just like it will if a baby gets fed milk. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll get fed and it'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. And it'll grow and it'll develop. And it's the same thing with us. We need the word of God to develop. Did you know that? To get, to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then your problems won't seem so big anymore. Your problems won't, won't seem so big anymore. But if you don't feed on the word of God, then you get weak. You know, what would happen if you didn't eat for two weeks? And you tried to keep up the same stuff that you did two weeks earlier. It would be difficult for you, wouldn't it? It would get to a place where maybe, you know, you'd be able to go to the gym and you'd be able to, to pick up two 30-pound dumbbells or whatever and you did your deals here and, 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 and you wouldn't even get them off the floor. 
because you're weak. You're not able to do much. And it's the same thing if you haven't fed on the Word of God, you will become weak, and the littlest faith challenge will get you off track. And you will give up because you haven't fed yourself on the Word of God. And this is, dude, this will help you. This will help you. I was just, you know, I was listening to, to different preachers that I, that I esteem highly, and they were talking about, you know, the glory of God. God wants to manifest His glory in our midst this year. You know how that's going to happen? By faith. There's a reason why we're emphasizing get the Word in you. Because we all need it. Because when we do as, as, as a whole, then faith will rise and the tide will rise and God will be able to do more than he was before because now there's, there's, there's a corporate faith. And we come together and we expect great things from heaven. You access all that grace has given by faith. And without the word of God, you will not be strong. You will not be able to stand in faith and access all that God has given you. If you don't feed your faith, you will hear about something and it'll excite you. It's God speaking to you. It'll excite you, but you walk out the doors and you get home and you'll be overcome before Monday afternoon is gone. We need to feed ourselves. Eating is something we need to do Every day. Every day. I get up in the morning. I'm a breakfast person. I, I make myself a protein shake every morning. <laughs> every morning. And I even eat lunch every day. And I come home and I eat dinner every day. It's not like I'm like, oh, well, I ate last week. It'll be good. You know, you won't really get away with that for very long. I'm going to use the Golden Corral story here. Golden Corral is like a, it's in Tulsa. I don't know if uh, there are other places, but it's like this buffet thing. reason why I'm using it is because my dad loved the place, and he was probably the only one who loved the place. But, you know, they have everything there. You know, they have steak. They have, you know, whatever you, you if you have a hankering for something, you'll find something. Maybe not the best version of it, but you'll find it. And so... <laughs> <laughs> See, if you go up to this buffet, you know, and you walk over to the steaks, then it's just like, ah, it's like a pretty good steak. But I had steak back in 1982, so I'm not going to have steak today. And you go over to the baked potatoes. <laughs> and they actually look like they're well done this time. It's like, ah, I don't need any taters. I had them back in 79. I'll be all right. Well, if you keep this up, you'll be dead soon. The thing is, even if you've been strong in faith in an area back in 1982, does not mean that you're strong in that area today. Because you, you haven't fed on that thing since 1982. Well, guess what? Steak will benefit you today the same way it benefited you in 1982. It still has nourishment for you today and you need it. 
So if you're wondering why you're not strong in an area, well, maybe we need to listen to some word in that area and feed ourselves once again on some steak and baked potato. You getting it? Hallelujah. Words are carriers. God's word carries life. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. They carry stuff. Have you ever had somebody talk to you and it didn't carry life? Do you know that they can carry pain? They can carry hurt. They can carry despair. You know that? Or they can carry encouragement and life and health. God said in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, he said that my words are life unto you. They're medicine to all of your flesh. I'm going to read it here. My son, give attention to my words, my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Hallelujah. His words are life unto you. And medicine, one translation says, to all of your flesh. Out of your heart flows the issues of life. Did you know faith is of the heart? And he told us here, guard your heart. Be careful what you eat. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14, it says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So you can exercise yourself, and you can recognize what is good food and what is not. You know, a baby, you know, they'll drink milk, but they'll put anything else in their mouth as well. I mean, one time, Lily ate dog food. Not thinking anything over. It's like, ah, eating dog food. She hadn't developed her taste buds yet. But we can do that as Christians. You know, have you ever, have you ever had spoiled milk? <laughs> you get it up to your nose and it's like, oh my gosh. You know, if you're, in, if you're in a hurry, sometimes you can make it past your nose. And into your mouth. And then we have a projectile. Uh, something going on here. Yeah, we, we have learned that this here doesn't smell good, doesn't taste good because I've tasted it before, and this will actually make me sick. Did you know that some things that you hear spiritually can also make you sick? Words that get in that are not discerned by the Word of God can make you sick spiritually. It can get you off. Oh, we need the Word of God. Oh, we need the Word of God. It brings light. Glory be to God. It discerns between spirit and soul and joint and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Word. You're not being around some people that are mighty prayers. They love to pray, but they easily get off. Because they don't have enough Word in them to keep them safe. To keep them right down the middle of the path. The Word of God, we need to feed on it and we need to exercise ourselves. And, and the thing is, if you would just tune in on the inside, you will recognize right away I should turn this off. I have listened to people and I was like, I kind of like what I'm hearing, 
But there's something that scratches me on the inside. It's like, there's something off here. I couldn't even hear what it was. But something was off. That's why it's so important to listen and, and, and develop these things and be quick to obey the Holy Ghost, even though your mind is reasoning, well, this sounds good, but there's like something in your heart that's like, ah, uh, no, 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 don't listen to this. You know why? Because the devil, when he tries to get people off, he doesn't just keep a blatant lie in your face. He just tries to, he, he just puts enough in there to get you off. Just enough to trick you. He's a tricker. He's a trickster. He doesn't show up on your doorstep with a pitchfork in his hand. No, no. That's not how he works. So we uh, develop, hallelujah, and we learn to recognize what is good and what is not. And we receive the good and we just, the other stuff, we just don't feed on. So I guess with that, I would just encourage you to just be very careful uh, who you sit under and what you feed on. Feed on a lot of word, but, but just be, and don't just go everywhere. Okay, there's a lot of voices out there today. Lots of voices. Everybody has a YouTube channel and has a word from heaven today for you. <laughs> it's true. But uh, check your heart. I've been around uh, 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 and I, 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 I've known when God's just like, you need to hear this. You need to hear this. And there were some things that, that I got from that because I listened. But, but initially I was like, well, I don't know who they are. So I was just like, well, I'm not going to say I'm going to go today. I'm just going to check this out a little bit. So I YouTube the guy, and I was like, he didn't even speak a full sentence. And I knew on the inside, you got to go. And I received something in that place. God will lead you and direct you to what you need right now. Hallelujah. Because he is very interested in you developing your faith and you developing in what he has called you to do. Wow, this, this time is flying fast. Thank you, Lord. So, faith. Let's talk about faith. So how do we walk by faith? How do we do this thing? Well, you have to submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. You have to walk with him. Amos 3.3 3 says that can two walk together unless they are agreed? You have to agree with God. You have to, to submit yourself to Him. And you can have no faith outside of a close walk with the Lord. Because faith in God comes from hearing from Him. You can't just do your own thing. Well, people do and they call it faith, but that's another thing here. The walk of faith is a walk together with Jesus. In John chapter 15, we touched this last time too, He says... Jesus is talking to his disciples before he's going to the cross. And in verse 4, he says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they're burned. Talking about people that haven't been joined to Christ, haven't been born again. Verse 7 says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much 
fruit. So you will be my disciples. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. Jesus said, you can't do anything outside of me. (laughs) So we need to listen to him. We need to spend time with him in the word. And, you know, we need to spend time in, in the word for so long that we know that his sheep know his voice. And the voice of a stranger we will not follow. You need to know that you know the Spirit of God, that He lives in you, and that He leads and guides you into all truth. He even shows you things to come. He will remind you of things that God has told you in the past. You need to know the Word to know Him. And then you start, when He starts to speak things to you, it's just like, oh, that sounds like the Word. Well, the same Spirit that inspired this book right here is the same Spirit that will talk to you and it will sound just the same. And a lot of times he would just use a phrase or a scripture and talk to you. Or he might talk to you when you go out and let the dog out like it did to me here not too long ago. I was taking the dog out, you know, at nighttime. That's my job. So I take this little multi-poo out. She goes out and does her thing. And I'm just kind of grumbling, waiting for things to happen. And so the Lord was just, uh, you know, just impressed on me on the inside. He said, uh, what are you doing with what you know? And first I just thought, well, that's just an interesting thing. I mean, I didn't even think it was from him. And I said, like, wait a minute. That sounds like the Lord. <laughs> and the devil won't tell you. What are you doing with the things that you know from the Bible? He won't tell you that. So you know. You know, it's like, and that to me, it spoke a whole sermon to me. What are you doing with what you know? So he will, he will lead and guide you, and, and the more time you spend in the Word, the more you will recognize his voice, because now you're getting stronger. And the thing is that a lot of times our soul and our flesh is so loud that we don't hear what's going on in our spirit. And that's why we need to listen. We need to get the Word in us, so we'll get strong. We'll get strong, and then... It's going to be so much easier for him to communicate because now we've taken the antenna from here and up here so we can hear what he's saying to us. And you will get to know him. You will get to know him personally and intimately. It's like my wife, you know. We've, I've known her now for, you know, over eight years. And uh, I've gotten to know her character. And I trust her. And I know that she loves me and always has my best interest at heart. And how did I find out? Not just because she's a pretty, pretty girl, but because I've spent time with her now. And I probably trust her more than any other person on the planet. Why? Because I've spent time with her. And the same thing is going to be with you and the Lord. The more time you spend with him, the more your trust is going to be in him. And so that when you hear him say something to you, you know Hallelujah. You know his character. You know he has your best interest at heart. You know that he doesn't just say stuff without having purpose. There has never been a word that proceeded out of God that didn't have purpose. Because his words carry things. And he wants you to grab a hold of it. Hallelujah. And it will produce in your life what it was sent to produce. 
But if you don't spend time with him, it's going to be easy for some of those things to slip. And you find yourself in a place where you're just like, well, I know there is more. I know that God has called me to something. And it's just like, and then when you get into an anointed service, some of those things, they start bubbling up to the surface. And you're just like, yeah, that's right. But then you get back out. You haven't built yourself up. You're not strong. So those things, they slip. And then we fall short of what God has called us to do. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. We can build ourselves up and we can get strong. So when the Lord speaks to us, we're like, yes, sir, I know. We're going to change this situation. Hallelujah. And you will know his voice in the midst of turmoil and something that just came across and just is trying to knock you off the path or knock you off of his plan for your life. And you were just like, I know, I see that, but this is what God told me. And I know his voice. (laughs) I know his voice. And I don't care what this looks like. We're going to have God's results here. We're going to see the Bible manifest ourselves in our life. Because God is faithful to me. And as you start walking with him, and then you can start looking back and you can see his faithfulness. And you can see he was there with you that time. And he's going to be with you this time. Glory be to God. And you're going to walk from faith to faith. And from glory to glory. Because that's his plan for all of his children. To be blessed more than you could ever imagine. But it's going to start with getting back to the basics. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> Got me happy. Praise the Lord. Whew. Well, we're, we're too late in the session to go, you know, into something new here but i just want to encourage you you know this is the most exciting thing in the world and as you start to honor the things of god when you start to honor the call of god on your life when you start to put weight on it and you start to put i'm going to go to church i don't care about all the rest of it i'm going to put him first and i'm going to get the word in me and we're going to do this thing you need to take ownership Of your life in God. Because if you don't do it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And yes. The the Lord has made it very clear. There's nothing automatic about it. He said this faith business is up to you. Now you feed yourself. Now you make sure that you grow strong. And I will help you every step of the way. I will even put people in your path that will help you. Pray for you when you need it. I just had a person that I was, I was volunteering for their ministry when I was in Tulsa. I would pick them up at the airport and I would just pick up leaves in their backyard and all these things. And, and, and I just got a text. It says, the Lord, I just, the, the Holy Ghost will not let me let you go. She'd been praying for me. Well, well when, when there's somebody who knows how to pray, can you put a price on that? When the Holy Ghost speaks to them and says, pray for them. Praise God. That is awesome. And it came because I had a a desire in my heart. I want to get these things. I I, I value to get to know eternal things. The stuff that you learn with God, it's eternal. 
it will never fade away and what you were able to accomplish for him goes with you. It's not just for here. This, this thing here is so temporary. Before you know it, you'll be dead. Had to break it to you, but all of you are going to be out of here. In not that long of a time. Because if you've lived for any amount of time, you know that 60, 70, even 80 years is not that long. It goes by like this. And the only thing you take with you is eternal things. Perspective. Value what should be valued. Don't let this world distract you. Because it's so good at it. You need to do this. You need to do that. You don't have time for church today. You don't have time to read your chapter today. Because he's trying to get you weak. He's trying to get you out, away from the sheepfold, all by yourself. So he can take you out. Because he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's good at it. But he won't do that here, will he? No, no. He says he... he he seeks, you know, whom he may devour. Well, we are may nots. He may not devour us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, thank you, Jesus. That was uh, three effective minutes. Hallelujah. You know what? The Lord is helping us. And he is growing us up. He's putting faith in us so that we can, we can not just deal with issues, but so that we can rise up. Hallelujah. And be a force for him in the earth. Hallelujah. Faith is not just so that you can get healed of some ailment. No, faith is a life in him. You have great purpose. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. It's 801. So, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just, let's just uh, pray real quick and then we'll take up an offering. Father, we love you. Hallelujah. We love your word. And we're so grateful, Father, for your Holy Spirit who helps us, Father. He leads us and guides us and he teaches us. He's a comfort, Father God. And he is, he is ever with us every day, Father, to help us in every way. So we thank you, Father, for this word that has gone forth tonight, Father God. We thank you, Father, that your word never returns void. It always produces what it was sent to produce in us, Father. It works effectively in us, Father, and helps us grow and develop, Father, and get greater light and greater revelation, Father, of your will and your purposes for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. So we're so grateful, Father. Hallelujah, that you've called us for such a time as this, Father God. You've called us to be part of what you are doing in the earth, Father God. You put us in yourself where we fit. Hallelujah. Where we fit perfectly, Father God, in the body. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father, for helping each and every one of us, Father God, to see clearly our value in your plan and in your purpose, Father, because we are all, Father, necessary. Hallelujah for you to be able to do what you want to do. And so we thank you, Father God, hallelujah, for your grace upon us to run the race, Father, strong, hallelujah, in faith. And we will, Father, do everything that you've called us to do in grand style, hallelujah. And then we'll do a victory lap just because we want to, hallelujah, just to brag on you a little bit more, Father God, before we're out of here. Hallelujah. May our lives bring you great glory, Father God. May our lives point everybody that we meet.
to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith and everything that we are. To you be all the praise and all the glory. Woo! In Jesus' name, amen. That got me happy right there. Praise the Lord. He is so good.